So hello everyone. Today is a session. Frankly, this morning I got up with um, with so many thoughts in my mind. I was like something was bugging me, and I was like, oh, I'm not in an ascension mood today. You know how we just get so carried away with, with so many problems and um, things that that may disturb us. And then I just. Um, sat down in prayer and then started reading the scripture for day for today and as i was reading the scripture without even my knowledge it's a, it's a big stirring and now you know what i feel like yay ascension so it's yeah just to show to you and to me the importance of scripture and how the word of god not just your words, your life, it's powerful and how it ministers to us. So let's begin with um, the Acts of the Apostles. It starts off with the book of, the first book of Acts. And it, the first sentence says in the book, first book, O Theophilus. And you know the word, the name Theophilus. The CCC says, in 512-513, it says it's a Greek word meaning loved by God. It could have been referring to an individual, but more likely it is a personification of the entire Christian community. And that was such an awe thought for me. Because it's that, it says, you know, when I, whenever I've read it, I thought, oh, he's addressing Theophilus, or whoever this is. But the Greek word says it's it's speaking directly to me and not just oh Joyce but it's it says loved by God and that was really consoling for me to hear that this morning I mean in the past right there's so much of messages I love you I will not leave you orphans but then that I think as human beings right we really need to hear this affirmation beloved you're loved by God Next, it goes on. I'm just going to take sections of um, the from the Acts. See, Jesus was presenting to them all these proof of uh, what happened to them. He presented alive his passion by many proofs, appearing to them after forty days. Now, this forty days is very significant for us to today. Forty days, and then we we. We have the ascension. Now, 40 days, what happened prior to this 40 days? It, it represents, according to the CCC, it represents a period of preparation, such as the 40 days in the great flood. And then after that was like a new beginning. The number of days Moses was on the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments. And after that, a new beginning. It moves on to Christ fasted in the wilderness before beginning his public ministry. So this 40 days period is a very, very, it's, it's a period of preparation wherein as believers we are called to undergo this sense of preparation to, to I have not actually done it, you know, thinking about how would Jesus have gone through these 40 days? What would what would have happened during those 40 days when Moses was in the desert for 40 days? 
what transpired it seems like there's a during this 40 days it's a close close uh close communication with the with the father and sometime before i was one of my goals is actually to make a 40 day silent ignatian retreat i hope that will come to pass but uh, yeah to to get that sense of oh that oneness with the father to just hear him just be that that sense of you know that intense city of that oneness to feel that so this 40 days is meant for us to prepare for what for the holy spirit oh my gosh i feel i'm so so just so not prepared but that's just probably my inner voice is no i need to be honest with myself or whatever but uh, you know when jesus was speaking to them and he was telling them this was his final words oh, guys i'm going up here and and just like giving them his final final instructions and the disciples my gosh jesus was talking to them about all this and they were saying lord will you be at this time to restore the kingdom of israel and when oh, even when i read it right i was thinking to myself what are they talking about here was jesus he was telling them that you shall be baptized with the holy spirit and they were like lord will you restore the kingdom of israel but then jesus moves away from that question he doesn't want to dwell in that and rightfully so uh even the ccc right says that he evaded that question and then jesus says um it is not for you to fix the times and seasons then he comes back he brings him back and he says but you shall receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in jerusalem in all judea samaria and to the ends of the earth so he was trying to take that focus away not just israel people don't be so small minded it's not just israel it's the whole world the whole world and today we i i sense that jesus is telling us look out look beyond look at how you can spread my message bring more just just let people experience me through your words the world is out there come out of your israel because he says out ah <sighs> i i'm just saying for jesus at myself i'm sure he's giving a big sigh and then we move on to ephesians 1 17 to 53 in 17 to 53 it's such a i mean i'm like thinking to myself seriously lord couldn't you break the sentence down it's the longest sentence i think i've heard in my entire life uh, but you know i have to give credit to god hehe <laughs> sorry god but yeah i have to give credit because he is speaking about the biggest person in human history and it has to be the long sentence it cannot be compressed into one short sentence so so he says you know um 
having eyes in your heart that God our Father of glory may give you a spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge of Him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is in the what is the hope to which He has called you, what are the riches. Now just watch this. Yeah, it's this language that is filled with big, huge promises, amazing adjectives, just scrunched into this passage. The riches of His glory. Uh, of riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, what is the immeasurable greatness of his power in us who believe according to the working of his great might, which he accomplished in Christ when he raised him from the dead, made him sit at his right hand in the heavenly place far above all rule and authority and power and dominion it like goes on this and you know the sense of the and repeated and it's like never ending about christ and and uh, power and dominion and above every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come and he has put all things under his feet which has made him head over all things for the church you know after ascribing to jesus so much of this power you know and rightfully so because he is the greatest and then it concludes so majestically that all of this revelation he has made him head over the church the church and there lies the that crux of that message, you know, so in uh, in the CCC, in 158 or, yeah, 158, the few references here, but it says that in Paul's theology, the church is the mystical body of Christ, in which individual members of the church form complementary parts analogous to the parts of the human body. So we are the living, active members of this church. The church is like an organic structure. We cannot be set apart from the church because isolated from the church, we cannot, we cannot grasp the fullness of this, this amazing God that we serve. So just to, uh, for us to realize the sense of being in this, ah, this, 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 this part of this church, which is the highlight of our lives. And it's a drawing of us to the church, back to the church, back to the sacraments. And it says also uh, in the CC refers to the fact that we are called back to the church. This is it, apart from the church, apart from the sacraments that the church offers, there is no life, there is no salvation. And finally, we move on to the, in Matthew 28, Go therefore, and it ends with this. I mean, even even when I look here, right, I see myself in the apostles. You know, it's so funny because you know they worshipped him they, like Jesus is like leaving, and he's like, okay, guys, I'm leaving, and then they worshipped him, and then they doubted, and all in the same sentence. And and it's so it's so amazing because it's not put in a different sentence; it's put in the same sentence: worship, doubt, worship, doubt, worship, doubt. And how many times have you and I, you know, we worship, then we like doubt, oh, you know, I wonder if God will hear, blah, 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 just like thinking to ourselves. But the beauty of this, this is like the final message, you know, and I would expect Jesus to not put in any negative words here, but, but it's there. The worship and the doubt is like 
clutching each other. It's like I have to remove the doubt aspect from my nature, you know. But then Jesus, and Jesus is rising from the dead. It's like he, he's like the moment, you know, like making a stage exit with final bow. And there are these people like worshipping him and then doubting him. Oh, poor Jesus. But then he says, then, oh, so amazing. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Oh, and then he says, go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all and he says I am with you until the end of the age so so yeah and the authority what what comes strikes me is today the church the authority baptizing and drawing us back to the church drawing us back to the Eucharist you know um, during this a very short testimony during this COVID, right? I was just uh, soaking myself more in prayer. Uh, now, don't think I'm a holy person. I'm, uh, yeah, anyways. Uh, so I was like, and I, and then I was, for for a few days, I was, uh, for two weeks, I was following the Mass, right? Then I was telling the Lord, Lord, I think this prayer time is enough for me. You know, I don't want the Mass because no Holy Communion, no nothing. So just like just watching the TV only and... I said, I'll just focus on my prayer time. And I and God let me. You know, the beauty of it is that he doesn't say, he doesn't pull you by the ear and says, no, sit down in front of the TV, like what I do with my girls. I mean, not that they have uh, an amazing spirituality themselves, but uh, come, watch, come for mass. That kind of authority, you know. He just let me be. And then, you know, once my husband was watching, he was just participating in the Mass and I was just sitting on the other side, like the other side of the river. And then something drew me to the to attend the Mass. And and it's so amazing because while I was attending the Mass and I was like, okay, something happened. I just, during the consecration of the Eucharist, right, I said, I, I had this overwhelming presence. Ah, oh, just that sheer delight of, and I could not, and I was like, Lord, this is it. This is it. This is that. This is that communion that the Mass offers me. And then to receive Him in flesh and blood, that is the highlight. So I just end with this and I'm just asking all of us, including myself, uh, just, um, just soak, just love Jesus and love the Holy Spirit whom He's sending to us. Have a blessed, blessed day and... Uh, Let's all just all soak ourselves. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.